<laughs> General saying um, the 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 new the new word on the block is Bemi Chabaye. <laughs> Milan has already been Chabayed. Same way that City Chabayed in England. And some people miss the wave of Chabayed. People like Arsenal, Manchester United, and of course, so many other people. This is the best show in the whole of the universe. It's news, instant sports. My name has not changed. I'm still Ali Jaradebo Ali. I have the gang with me today. Although we are, sadly we are missing Sheyi. But I have Kachi with me. I have uh, Alaika with me. Of course, I have Lao Ali. Mm-hmm. And you guys, we are, we are hearing live on a band radio scope on all the podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Thank you very much for the download, for the follow for the follows. We enjoy it to do more for us as we grow together with you. And I'm um, Kachi. Before you introduce yourself, I, I deserve an apology from you. Uh, Mbappe is staying at, at, at PSG. At what, at, ladies and gentlemen, you should ask Debo at what cost, <laughs> at what cost did Mbappe remain at PSG? PSG sold their soul and sold. The, the only thing they did not do was to name the club PSM, Paris and Mbappe. <laughs> but every other thing they needed to do, they gave it to that young man. Um, Mbappe, who told me he was a very ambitious man, ultimately succumbed to the mighty power of the dollar. But all that too, would I say. I wanted to say congratulations to Arsenal for returning back to Europe after, <laughs> <laughs> after like a it. long layoff. <laughs> we miss them in Europe, Arsenal. <laughs> All right, perfect. Like, uh... Uh, Michael Smart, the Greek freak, and Rudy Gobey. Uh, they headline the NBA's all defensive team. Those three guys are mm-hmm. awesome. It's great to be back. My name remains Olayinka. Keep by relax and enjoy the best show in the world. All right, perfect. Um, Olali. Wow. Uh, hello, guys. <clears throat> Welcome to the show. Um, uh, wh- when I was coming back home this evening, I was listening to a sports program on radio. Someone said, as far as it's concerned, that if Liverpool fails to win the Champions League, they've had a poor season. I'm now thinking, what constitutes a poor season? Is it a poor season or a poor end to the season? I need, we need to be putting context in the way uh, we analyze some of these things. It, it is not just a, a, white, a white and black thing. There are a lot of things in between. Welcome to the show, fans. Uh, I hope you are going to enjoy your stay with us today. All right, perfect. Um, honestly, I would have loved to start with Liverpool, Mbappe, AC Milan, and, and the rest. But I, but I know these these people would not allow me to do that. Uh, so I'm going to start with with Formula One. Um, not so much events in Formula One. Uh, Verstappen and uh, my my own boy um, Salus Amartin uh, coming back to finish fifth uh, overall. Uh, Kachi, all just for us on Formula One. Uh, yes, um, the Spanish Grand Prix had its own drama. I know right now Formula One is losing a lot of uh, viewership of because course. Uh, the British legend, has not, uh, Mercedes in general, has been uh, yeah. underperformed. But um, it hasn't it hasn't been without its drama, um, simply because the pole setter Charles Leclerc. 
who also before the race was leading the drivers' championship, started on pole, was on pace to finish. Uh, but something we have not seen in Ferrari this year resurfaced: engine failure, requiring Charles Leclerc to retire his car. That led the way for that opened rather opened the way for Red Bull to coast through one and two. Um, great drive from Sergio Perez as well. Uh, Carlos Sainz of Ferrari finished third, but the driver of the day, as voted by viewers, was Lewis Hamilton, who, due to some gearbox issue, had to start from the back of the grid and reminded us why he is a legend in Formula One racing. Maneuvered his way over across 16 other cars. 16? Yeah, 16 other cars and finished uh, fifth. Fifth. His, not his best result of the year, but I sincerely believe it's the best drive of the year so far for the insanity. Mercedes are in all shades of trouble, but let's not take the attention away from uh, an amazing job uh, Red Bull is doing and the big fight Ferrari has put up so far. Uh, based on the win, um, Matt Verstappen has reclaimed the top spot. Wow. Uh, leading Charles Leclerc, I believe, by about five or six points. But it's still all to race for. I mean, the only big news is the Russian Grand Prix will not be replaced by another uh, race this year. This year. So ultimately, there are 22 races uh, before the end of the year. Five down, 17 more to go, including one here in Montreal, Canada. Um, I still think it's all to race for. But the fight definitely this year is between Red Bull and Ferrari. All right, perfect. Thank you very much for that, Kachi. Uh, like, uh, so, so Ferrari and um, and Red Bull, like like Kachi said, who do you think would uh, probably get more more pole uh, positions so before the end of the season, potentially? Yeah, uh, given yeah, the, the between their cars and the drivers' experience as well. Honestly, uh, at first, at first glance, you want to say Red Bull. They're going to they're going to um, go all out and win this set. But first of all, we must commend um, Max Verstappen. This is his first um, victory, and um, is the, this is second one one and two pole positions for Red, Red Bull. Bull. It shows that they're doing something different. You understand? We know that um, at the um, at the Spanish Grand Prix, two major two major factors actually contributed to to the other drivers slowing down. The temperatures were soaring. They were so hot. Wow. So and also there were gusts. A lot of gusts. Um, there was a lot of gusts. A lot of wind, wind, wind blowing in there. And that actually made um, a couple of drivers to retire. And in fact, um, Leclerc, the Frenchman, he, was, he thought he was coasting. Because even Verstappen had issues with the wind. You understand? Mm-hmm. Um, Leclerc thought he was coasting until when he got to um, lap 27 and his engine gave way. It shows that Probably Red Bull, the manufacturers, they they come up with uh, I, I won't want to call it an anti or temperature engine, but they <laughs> find a way of coping with various types of um, tough conditions. And um, I I can I can actually say that they're doing very well. And chances that they're going to take home the first two positions at the end of the season is bright. Well done to Max Verstappen once again. All right, perfect. Uh, if I if I if I can add to that, Olaika, um, yeah. I we know that um, different cars are suited to different surfaces. 
uh, Red Bull, because of their European pedigree, Austria, and the fact that most of their best circuits, they tend to compete in them during this time of the year. You know, Hungaro Ring, Austrian Grand Prix, German Grand Prix, these are all circuits that are tailor-made to Red Bull. Uh, you, you do have a very good point there in that they have the system that helps cool their engine better, uh, which other teams have not to be what Red Bull was known for. Engine failures, because Red Bull is powered by Honda, engine failures in hot temperatures. So I think they have spent a lot more money in their research and development unit to come up with a solution. It is a bit strange to Mercedes and to a larger extent Ferrari. They never used to have these issues until the last two years. So yes, uh, uh, to, to echo what Olaika said, Red Bull, I think Red Bull has a slight edge over the rest. Ferrari's, and guess what? Guess what? The next race is in Monaco, the hometown of Leclerc. Ah, Let's see what ah, uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. It's a street race. There's usually no no opportunity to overtake in Monaco. So whoever starts on pole will most likely find any engine failure or severe crashes or yellow flag will finish the race tops. All right, perfect. Thank you very much uh, for that. And uh, from there, we'll move to the NBA uh, game three. Uh, the Celtics versus the Miami Heat and um, an underwhelming performance from uh, the Celtics in my own opinion especially the first quarter where they were they were visibly and amputated demonstrated and killed by, by the Miami Heat and you know uh, and we see a couple of injuries cases here and there uh, Marcus Stewart's going out coming back on in and that injury looks um, pretty bad. Probably it would not be ready for game four, and that could actually change a whole lot of things. Uh, but Ali, I'm going to start with you. What went wrong for for the Celtics? I had I I hoped for the Celtics. Honestly, uh, I was uh, a little bit disappointed. I I know I argue with you that what happened to Jason said uh, Jason said um, that Tom that was dot on the on the court until you corrected me that it was actually there that I was not watching with my head. I was watching with my heart. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I feel I feel I feel I feel I feel terrible for Celtics, and I'm like oh. This this is the gap, the gulf of difference in the first the first quarter was was what is unacceptable from 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 a championship vying team like um Celtic, honestly. But what's your own overall overall opinion of off the game? Yeah, um it was um a combination of things, two things. The Miami Heat came out aggressively. Why the Celtics were extremely cold. So, when you have such situation, it's a mismatch. The Miami Heat are uh, just took advantage of because, unfortunately for the Celtics, they made they had some open looks, some very good shots. Some they they missed a lot of shots. Yeah, they, well, I, I well, you closer a little bit. I can't hear you very well. Okay. So, um, uh, like I said, it's a combination of two things. Mm-hmm. The Miami Heat came out aggressively while the Celtics were very cold. And this has become, what do you call it, a norm in this series. For the third time, uh, uh, this is the third, uh, for the second time in this series, the Heat, uh, the Celtics lost the game because they were terrible just for one quarter. One quarter yeah. So, but kudos to the Miami Heat. Carlari uh, coming in, I think, gave them a bit of something different. Mm-hmm. Well, his playmaking was very key. 
defense his, his defense was very helpful. Uh, I think it was a bit new to the Celtics. And for the Celtics, I question, I, I, I don't know the reason why uh, Williams was not, was not started. Uh, it was the name of Tice. Tice, with all due respect, I think uh, their email uh, should have probably continued with the first lineup that, that gave him success in the second game. Yeah. Rather than trying to play two big men in the team, I think that did, that was partly responsible for their slow start. But overall, I think uh, we'll see team adjustments in game four. Uh, bad injuries, which we don't really have information for. But as it stands now, I think both teams are going to need two key play, two very key players. Yeah. Um, I, 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 think, on the part I, I, I think the Celtics are going to respond in game four. By the time we get to game five, six, seven, at that point, you all realize it. Manager, uh, coaches that make all the adjustments they have to make. It will now be left for the players, the staff players, to respond, to, to respond and take them. Because after four games, the both teams have been used to each other like, okay, this was good. It was good way for the Heat despite the late rally from the Celtics. All right, perfect. Thank you very much for that. Um, Alain, I want to come to you. So, we don't have information about Jimmy Butler's injury. But if it does um, get injured and probably out of game four, how, how would that potentially hurt the Miami Heat in their in their in their, in their uh, perspective perspective ambition to win the East? Well, uh, Debo, if that happens, it's going to be major major concern for for the Heat because um, when you, when you think about the last game, Jim Butler left after 19 minutes. And proud to that, he did not show up for the second half. Proud to that, they had 39 points in the first, in the first quarter. Yeah. Second quarter, they had 23. After he left, they could only muster 47 points in yeah. 20 in total in 24 minutes. Let's put it like that. He's a major game player for them. He's someone that drives the team. He's talented, and when the chips are down, he's someone you can rely upon. Right. And uh, I, I think from what I had it. The injury, it, it's a knee inflammation. We don't oh. know. It's a, it's a 50-50 thing. Although the the Miami Heat crew, they are trying to be positive, saying that it won't deter him from playing um, the fourth game. However, if that happens, when you look at the bench as well of the Heat, yeah, they have some good players that could that could replace him. Oh, maybe yeah. at the power forward, you have Aero. But at the at the same time, Jimmy Butler is not a player that you want to miss. That you want him to miss any any, any match yeah. any game so and, the uh, uh, yeah so well I, I think he's going to he's going to play the next game right but he might not play as yeah. much as expected because they want to manage him you know the way we manage players in different games so yeah. that they do not overexert themselves mm-hmm. but if he doesn't play if he doesn't play at all I see um, I see the Boston Celtics being spot by that psychologically and probably they might win the next matches. But fingers crossed, Jimmy Butler will come back so that we can have an exciting finale to this beautiful Eastern Conference final. All right, perfect. Um, I hope it does. Um, it's going to be terrible if the Boston wins without Jimmy and we and we keep asking ourselves the question of what if, what if. Uh, Kachi, I'm going to come to you now. 
overall now we've had um, 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 12, 12 quarters and um, the, the Celtics have allowed themselves to be decimated in two of those uh, quarters um, within what can they do to stop that kind of route? Because it, it sounds, it sounds, it sounds um, oxymoronic if they are playing that well. And because of just, I don't know, loss of focus, um, short span of attention, and losing like terribly within one quarter to lose a game, it, it does not tell so well on them. It does not tell so well on the coach as well and, and whatever food that they have are going. How do you think they can stop, possibly stop this? Gotcha. Uh, the simplest answer is they must come out to play from the first minute. Uh, they have to come out and play from, from the jump. And uh, we, we were saying something during our production call and based on your question, it got me thinking uh, that they may not be arrogant or maybe the Boston Celtics just have told themselves that they can beat the Heat anytime. And mm-hmm. that somehow is affecting them and not make them start games. Because even those other quarters they won, it wasn't apart from game two, where they were hot from the fifth or sixth minutes. They were not even hot from start to finish. In game two, the self the, the, the heat jumped to up about I think an 18-5 yeah. lead before they mm-hmm. took over. Uh-huh and caught fire. Uh, so they, <laughs> they really haven't been starting games seriously. Yeah. Haven't been starting games with the right mindset. So I don't know if it's an arrogance thing or if it's uh, a case of Emil Doka saying, let me see what Celtics and what the Heat are coming with. Then it will determine what adju- adjustment I need to make. Um, the, that's, that's pretty much the short answer. The long answer is they need to go small ball. Uh, because the Heat pretty much play small ball with very mobile centers. You see, you see Bama Debayo having the game of his life. He's not a static center. And then now that uh, the brainiac, in my own opinion, the brains behind what makes the Heat click, how Larry is back. Yeah. <laughs> it means that the ball will move faster, faster. From, the, from the Heat's point of view. I get, for me, you, you and, and I like that I alluded to it. It's not 48 points. And that's really because uh, Victor Ladipo is not yet the wavelength with Kaolari as Jimmy Butler is with Kaolari. There are fast break points that Kaolari enable you to get in each mm. game. As yeah. a point guard, when he starts the ball, bringing it from the backcourt, he can throw it like a quarterback end to end. Such that mm-hmm. the ball doesn't have to go through two, three, four people yeah. before you get a bucket. Oladipo wasn't on that wavelength, and there were some easy shots he missed simply Mixed. because he wasn't fast enough. So they have to go. When I say small ball, I don't necessarily mean sub six five or sub six foot uh, players. I mean yeah. they have to be mobile and let the ball do the talking instead of them walking it off. They made a big mistake playing half forward and and ties. Uh, upward will give you some point because yes, he spreads the floor, but he uh-huh. is not a mobile center. Thais is, is a walking, talking foul trouble, pretty much. You know, so they have to one be mobile by playing small ball. Two, avoid the foul troubles. Um, they, they they got into a lot of foul troubles yesterday. By the third quarter, almost all their big stars were already on three foul, uh, three personal fouls each. So those are the mm. things they need to avoid. But beyond all these things, 
from the blast of the whistle, Celtics must play with energy. I thought the Heat winning game three was the was probably the only way we'll get to see a seven game seven in game this series. series. Because I believe the Celtics will win game four. And like Olale um, said, from game five, I expect each of them to protect home courts. To understand courts, themselves. Which and protect home courts. And just win game five in, in, Boston, in Miami, win game six in Boston, and then game seven becomes the decider that. that winner takes off. That's really what I want to see because I'm having too much fun watching these two teams. All right, perfect. Thank you very much for that, Kachi. And of course, uh, um, Olale, I want to go back to you. Or should I go? Let me go to Olayinka. Olayinka doesn't have so much time to spend on the show. Uh, the Dallas Maverick and the Golden State Warriors um, two new up for 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 GSW right now. Do you think we will see a, prob- a probable uh, clean sweep for for the for the Golden State Warriors uh, as as assistance? Kachi is saying five games. Uh, Olayinka is saying. Lowry is saying Luka Doncic is the new LeBron. He studies people. I'm calling four games. Uh, what do you think, Alanga? Yeah, um, during our uh, pre-production call, I actually said that um, I see the Warriors um, taking title at the end of the day. And I'll tell you my reasons. Um, I've noticed in the last couple of games, or in fact, in game one against the Mavericks, Seven players, seven of their players run double, um, double digit double points. That's a big, that's a big factor that will tell you that they are built confidence and they are still building it. I mean, when you have a player like Thompson, Curry, um, 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 what's his name again? Training three pointers. Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole. And the nice looking guy. I can't remember his name. The nice looking guy. Andrew Wiggins. Oh, for- Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> when you see those players throwing three pointers, you know, playing outside the box, throwing those throwing those three pointers and getting them, it goes to show that there's a certain level of confidence in that team that has never been experienced before. And I'm telling you, Steve Carr has done a lot. Thompson and um, Thompson came back and he's playing as if he never left. You understand? Yeah. So I see them. I, I I saw the last game against the Dallas Mavericks. Yes, they might have started a bit slowly, um, uh, but at the same time they built up. They got to know that yes, we don't want to go into the in, into the box eighteen with these guys. Let's let's kill them from outside. Initially they were not getting those points, but as time went on, especially in the second half, those four guys that I actually mentioned, they were actually putting in the threes as if it was running out of business. And I see them, I see them take, and another major issue is that um, Curry is known for playing good games away. Now, they've done the two games in Cali, the one. Now they're going to um, um, Dallas. Dallas. Curry, I'm telling you, Curry is going to, the best is going to come out of him. And that's the way it does for Firmino for Liverpool. When he plays away, he plays better. So I see, <laughs> I see, I see. That's why he might not be a It might not be a clean sleep. Yeah, I see the Dallas nicking in a game, but I see it ending in five. Oh, all right, perfect. So you, you're you on the same page with Wikachi. Uh, oh, I'm going to yes. ask, I'm gonna oh, ask yeah. you the same question I asked you during uh, the production call. And the fact that I see a little bit of arrogance. Uh, Kachi corrected me. Kachi told me it was not uh, being like a classical. It's arrogance. So I'm going to rephrase it. Uh, I see a little bit of arrogance with with uh, with the Golden State Warriors, and I fear for them. 
right? I, I tip them, but I felt for them that if they continue the way they are playing without right, pushing the gas real hard, when they get to play against the physical guys or the strategic guys like the, the Celtics and um, or the Miami Heat, they are going to have a major problem. What they what, what? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You, you want to say something about that? Uh, well, like, yes. Okay. When you have a Demon Green and a Curry on the team, you have to show a little bit of arrogance. <laughs> okay. All right. Perfect. Halali. Yeah. I could recall some couple of months ago when Adrian was injured. I think it was very well. Sometimes when Demon Green was injured, I think around, whether it was around November or December, was very bullish about their chance of winning the title. Like it's just for them just to get clear back that they are winning. So that you sense a bit of arrogance in them. I think it's not an overstatement. It's not. It's actually what I think they've exhibited. I think they are very sure of themselves. Probably they look at the landscape of the league. They look. They probably assess each of the teams. They fancy their chances of probably beating any team in seven games. And of course, as it stands now. They remain the favorite, but like rightly said, is that boasting of Miami just for their style of play, their tough defensive style of play, uh, their versatile wing players, guys who can guard multiple positions, yeah. guys who can switch on any a, a, anybody? They will well. Those teams have what the, the ability to wear down what you call it. Uh, you don't know Javon Green is very emotional person. Immediately, things is not going well for the Golden State Warriors. You, it is it, very suspicious. It's very suspicious to committing unnecessary fouls and this. So, in as much as I think they are, they are the favorite to win. I, uh, I, I agree with you. Miami or Celtics are capable of beating them if they continue with this. Uh, arrogance mentality of like we are going to get it done no matter what okay alright perfect Kachi um, any dissenting view to that or opinion to that or you feel or you feel or you resonate with whatever Allah said as well I guess for me uh, the only thing I feel differently about is I think um, I'm, I wouldn't say feel different because you did say it Allah I still think the champions eventual champion will come from come the Eastern Conference <laughs> Uh, because uh, those guys are blooded. They faced tougher opponents, and tough, and they've had to, you know, play through their nose and their heart to get to the final. Whoever eventually gets to the final, beach. like we say in football, you have to have a bit of arrogance with you if you want to be the best and remain the best. You have to, excuse me, put a chip on your shoulder, and that's what Draymond Green is doing by playing the us against the world mindset, which. We know our very good friend Jose Mourinho made very famous in Chelsea. It is necessary, but it's necessary when you can back it up. Right now, they can buy it in the West, uh, and teams not not remain um, competitive in the two years that the Golden State Warriors were absent from the playoffs. No team dominated. It wasn't as if oh. They were absent and the LeBron-led team won back-to-back tournaments, you know. So they know what they have and they also know who they were bringing in. Gary Petty Jr. 
Andrew Wiggins, Jordan Poole, now showing us things we have seen. So, and, and Draymond Green said something very interesting. He said, even when they lost against Toronto, nobody came out to say the Golden State Warriors dynasty was dead, simply because everybody knows that on their best day, they are very good. Very good. I mean, this is a team that won 73 games. We can't rule them out. They must play with some swagger. It's the swagger of champions. But I, I don't see them winning it. I, I will enjoy watching them win it, but I just don't see them winning it. All right, perfect. Just a rundown of the all-defense all team. Uh, we have Marcus Smart, um, uh, Michael Bridges, uh, Rudy Gobert, uh, Giannis Adetokubo, um, Jaren Jackson, Bramade Bayo, uh, Drew Holiday, Madison Tabo, um, Robert Williams too, and of course, Draymond Green. Uh, out of all these guys, uh, Olali, who does not deserve to be on it? Or everybody deserves it 100%? Yeah, everybody deserves to be there. Uh, I think with all the things, um, name pensions are all, they are all good defenders, and I think this season they They've shown, shown yeah. um, how they can, um, how well yeah. they are. Uh, probably some people might have reservation about Rudy Gobert because of his lack of ability or where he doesn't fit in, in some kind of matchups. But again, matchups are not entirely. It's all about their contribution defensively. So the thing. It's a very good, he's a very good rim protector, and it does what is required of him. So I think everybody on that list deserves to be there. All right, perfect. Um, Kachi, you do believe everybody deserves to be there as well? Yeah, yes, I do. Um, I guess for me, I, it's a case of who do I want to be in first team or defense between Drew Holiday and Rudy Gobert. Um, if I could make a case, I, can, I guess Drew Holiday would be the only one I can make a case for. Yeah, that course. guy is consistently overlooked. And I really don't know why. I, I, I can't tell you the reason why nobody takes Drew Holiday serious as an all, well, as it first team all defensive. He made second team all defense. Uh-huh. I think if I if I could make any change, it would be to replace Rudy Gobert go with, with Drew Holiday. But that's not taking anything away from what the, everybody who made that team has accomplished. Really all good right. place. Really good place. All right. Perfect. We're going to quick break right now. What we'll come back, we'll be jumping straight into the issue of um, Killing Mbappe, where I expect um, I expect an apology from Olawale and of course Kachi. Don't go anywhere, guys. Um, I remember I remember a particular a particular line by by Drake. He said, "Money just changed everything. I wonder how life with that will go." From a concrete, we know if our could grow. And Mbappe 15 minutes started and that will go. <laughs> Truth over fame. Mbappe is the biggest guy in Paris right now. Take it or leave it. 126 million pounds as the sign-off fee. 650,000 pounds on a weekly basis. And something that we've seen only Messi and Ronaldo do in recent time is the ability to dictate what happens in the club. First, this summer, Leonardo is gone to start with. Going forward, Mbappe has the right to tell PSG who comes into the club as a player, as a coach, as the bathroom staff, 
as the sporting director, Campos is replacing Leonardo as a matter of fact. And this is, this is, to some people, it's ridiculous. To some people, they won't understand if they've watched so many um, American sports. You see uh, LeBron or wherever it takes it, whatever is happening with their franchise, so to speak, quote and unquote. So it's not so, it's not surprising for some people. But of course, this is strange. Even Messi and Ronaldo were given this kind of fact, uh, this kind of power de facto. It wasn't direct. Ola Ali, the beginning of the end. Nobody's saying, I don't think, I think PSG is still going to be the same PSG. Nothing's going to change for them. Um, I don't see them winning the Champions League in uh, anytime soon. Okay, of course, um, Antonio Conte could go there, but we know Antonio Conte is one of the worst Champions League coaches. So, that probably would help them as well. We, 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 we. Five two to five three two. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So that probably would help them as well. And with the kind of league that they play in, and I, we kind of emphasize this, you can't play in that kind of league. And when you get to business scale of things against against the Real Madrid and the Barcelonas of this world, even the Manchester United or Atletico Madrid, it's just going to show. We're going to see the difference. But staying on Mbappe, is this the beginning of the end for football as we know it? Because this is the precedence, and I will purchase this, Olale, just before you go on. I'll purchase this with what Asenga said before Paul Pogba moved to Manchester United. Now, one day we are going to see an 100 million uh, pound player. Pogba moved for 89 million pounds to United, and ever since then, everything went downside for football. We've seen 250 million pounds or euros transfer in the man we've seen 186 million 196 million in mbappe moving to psd so this is another pre- another bad precedence for football if you ask me but i want to i want to hear your thoughts Olari. i i agree with you um it's a bad precedent but um let me let me say this let me apologize to you of, uh, officially because <laughs> probably you saw this coming probably you saw the man in me, I don't want to say black man in me, I don't want to say black man thing. Uh, you probably, I over probably estimated because the probably the way I see things are quite different from the way footballers or other guys see things. I believe a man worth 10 million dollars could have access to anything that a man that worth 100 million dollars could have access yeah, it's just, yeah, because. I, I, I believe well when wealth does the statistics, it doesn't make any meaning. It's just ego. So I think uh, probably the football, the policy should have taken precedence over the money. Over side. the money side. Probably I, I like it, I said. In case, in case, in case the viewer didn't hear what Allah is, Allah just apologized. That's the first time in 2020. 20, 20 I have to do that because <laughs> I never expected this. I never saw this coming. I I thought uh, Mbappe will probably be where we continue to see him shine. I know you know what it is when you are when you are when you are spotlight, being the best player in Madrid. And Madrid is really well, the kind of attention it brings to you, exactly. the kind of views. So exactly. that was what I was actually envisaging, not knowing that 
there will be some but for, for PSG, I have to congratulate them for getting their man. But this is not a winning culture. This is football and this is not basketball. In basketball, you just play even the LeBrons are not like giving all these what you call it privilege like that. There is a way they hang it. There is a way they influence things indirectly. It is not by the team telling them that. Is, I don't think LeBron has been told in anything that you will be the one to determine the team. It is just like they just make it, they just feel like it is um, out of respect to what you call it, to console their superstars or to what do you call it, uh, to sample their opinion and see their body language. Yeah. But mm-hmm. nobody has ever done this in the sense that Tokyo, uh, in fact, I saw some people from WhatsApp in their account say that, okay, if you want to have access to this person, you, you can have access to this person. You can have access in, to this person. In a team that has the best footballer of all time. A team that has Neymar and Messi. And they still has Messi. That's why I said, this is not how to build a winning culture. Because you create more trouble. Animosity. Um, and than what you could handle. Because at the end of the day, even in training, some players are heads like 70, just be like, oh, this man that is even earning all these billions, is even doing more than you. There is no way this will help you too. You can't. So, let me just conclude this. Football, it, it is Saturday for football. Uh, kudos to the professor. We thought he was nagging those days. He saw all these things coming. He knows the implication of each action. We all seen, of course, Pogba was not the first player that was signed with an Arturius. But I think he was the first player, uh, let me say, first average footballer. Average footballer. Somebody that is not like a, a, a game changer. Yeah. To be signed for that such amount of money. And we saw the multiplier effect of that signing when average footballers are now going for 50, 60, 50, million, 60 pounds. million pounds. Exactly. 70 million pounds. That was the consequence. I don't think there will be any immediate consequence to this unparted uh, because the level at which it is now, that one is just, this one is just insane. This one is, this one is just, this one is just a normal scenario. But like, PSG, PSG would do it again. You see. So, right. I, but, but whatever it is, I think he has missed a chance to take his career to the next level. Because, bet me you, two years is too much for, for football to produce the next big superstars. Who will outshine? Who watches the French League? As long as they don't do it in the Champions League, football will produce two, three stars that will take the center stage and the world forgets about him. All right. Perfect. Perfect. I, I, I'm going to have my thoughts on it, but I have to go to Kachi first. And I need an apology from Kachi as well. But Kachi, here's my question. Don't, don't frown. Just be humble for once. Be humble, Kachi. But I'm going to ask you this question. Uh, <laughs> as well, La Liga failed to help Barcelona at, at, their, at their lowest point. And suddenly... La Liga wants to sue PSG from Spain. They want to sue PSG in France for signing their own, for renewing the contract of their own player. This is insanity as that is worst, if you ask me. 
honestly they but, would have done it differently but coming out with that 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 um uh, I, I saw that i think that was below, I, I think that was very unnecessary it's 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 a shame on la, it's a shame on la liga um it, you you call it a shame i call it what what life really is he whoops the piper dictates it um real madrid for those who don't know their history was a club set up by general franco uh, and they control at least 75 to 80% of the political landscape in spain the other 20% to be for the basque uh, which is where barcelona and espanol and the lights fall under what i'm basically saying is landscape wise ideology wise politically the basque are a minority so it means that in the, the place Basque of the power, Catalonians. the Catalonians, and the Basque and the Catalonians are in minority, which means in the place of power right now, for every 10 persons sitting in a position of power, at least seven or eight are coming from oh my the Gen- General, General Franco style of So they would always lean, whether indirectly or directly, as we have said. Uh, with that statement, I thought the statement was unnecessary, um, but but there are certain ways they will pressure you to say you you just have to do it um, to to bring out let them know where we stand, not because you are in support of it, but because the person who dictates the tune in the country is in support of it, right? But that's really, I really don't want us to, to go into all that. You ask for an apology. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm a Christian. I totally believe in saying <laughs> I was apologizing when I was wrong. Um, so I'm going to give a tempered apology. <laughs> Tem- tempered because they were called it and called it well that we will be surprised when Mbappe renews. So on that element of surprise, I sincerely apologize because I thought this was a, I thought this was a done deal, but at what cost? As I said earlier, the same way in the Bible. I'm sorry, I'm using the Bible analogy. He said, "What shall it profit a man if he gains no, the fine. world and lose his it's soul?" Also... Yeah, I think PSG has lost their soul. They, are, they have set up a, a, a rancorous environment. I wait to see how that will play out. We already know Messi was not fully settled in. Uh, maybe they've heard one or two things. Because what I read, what I heard in, in, in American sports was Messi's uh, business Miami. group is considering buying a 35% stake in Inter Miami. And if if that goes through, it may also mean that it will, it will not just be their money that they'll be putting in. Messi himself might so be gracing the MLS very soon. But like Palawale also said, a big mistake on the part of not just PSG, on the part of Mbappe, especially in a World Cup year, when new stars will be on earth. After this World Cup, if France does not do well, you may, we may not hear so much about this Mbappe Liverpool. And it takes one big, big name to raise foul or to cry foul for FIFA to sit up. Because La Liga has done it now on the prompting of Real Madrid, saying a club that has shown 
almost one billion one billion euro of losses over the last three years. How are they able to afford this? It will bring unnecessary limelight, unless unnecessary highlights to rep, um, TSG's finances. I'm not even interested. Uh, let me say, I'm not looking forward to what we will discover. But back to your question. I don't think the La Liga should have done it, but I also want you to know that the La Liga is bound by the political landscape in Spain, meaning those people who control the Spanish FA are mostly yeah, General Franco men who will do things to spite both the Basque and the Catalonians. And that's really what Barcelona has to contend with. That's why every time, in spite of whatever they are wearing, they are captain handband, they like to let you know they are a nation on their own. So either over or under the UEFA or La Liga band that the captain is wearing, you will still see their own band letting you know that if they if they have their way, they would separate from the country. But ultimately, um, I wish him well. He's going to make money, obviously, but um, he should kiss goodbye to uh, any Ballon d'Or right now. It's not going to happen. Ballon d'Or, you know they are the one organizing it now. It's not going to happen. Okay. Yeah, the one organizing, but they are not the one I, voting. I don't know if voters are I don't know if you guys want to hear my thought anyways. But no, this, right. this before you say anything, I think okay. I would like to say something about Real Madrid. On the Madrid thing, I think it's just pure arrogance on them. For a couple of years, Madrid has always been having their ways when it comes to the transfer market. Let me give you an uh, let me take you back to 2008. Between 2003-2008, after Makaeli left, Madrid had their lowest point during that period. Although they won some La Liga, but they were laughing stock in Europe. They keep losing in the second round to teams like Roma, Lyon, and all those things. But because of how big they were in terms of stature, there was no big structure in them of the team in place before Kaká Ronaldo's time for Real Madrid. It wasn't like they saw something promising in the project. They were the project. Find the two of them were the project, which is a very big thing. Not everything could, could do that. Not everything could do that. So I think they, 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 they've actually been having their way over a long period of time. And now with this money back from uh, oh, Qatar, Arabian uh, world, the... Uh, they are made, what would I say? The, um, Madrid are not used to something like this. They are not used to people turning them down. They are not used to being sec, uh, second in such race to sign a big star. Uh, even the Manchester United cannot do anything when Madrid comes calling for any of the stars. So it's not something they are used to, but I think they have to learn how to, uh, how to, how to live with it better than with the did. And La Liga should not just be on the follow-up to Real Madrid. It doesn't even have uh, the image of You know, do you know how okay. long it will take before La Liga is not follow follow-up to Real Madrid? Maybe never. Maybe never. Okay. It's it's, okay. it's like saying other leagues stand up to Bayern Munich in Germany. They can't. They just okay. don't have the clout. Okay. Uh yes, my thought, anyways. I know you guys don't want to hear it, but I'm gonna say it anyways. <laughs> and this is my thought. This is a bad precedence. This is the beginning of the end in terms of money, uh, money-wise. The combination of 
Madrid, Barcelona, Manchester City, uh, Chelsea with their former owner, not the present Chelsea, uh, Wales. They have less than uh, Newcastle have more than ninety percent of their total wealth. All those con- clubs combined. The owners of, of Newcastle could have conveniently bought all the teams in, in in England. In England, they could have conveniently done that. So that means we'll see something like this repeated in England. It's going to be replicated in England. Trust me, probably not in, in Madrid because of their structural adjustment, but for an acephalous club like Manchester City, they don't have a structure. They just have the money. Clubs like PSG will see this thing be replicated. Where where they will give so much, so much value and, and um, grace to players that are undeserving or stuff that are not earned. And for Mbappe, I think Mbappe will still try. I feel Mbappe will still end up in probably Barcelona um, or Liverpool or Manchester United or one of the big clubs. Is still going to end up there? I know I told you guys a couple of months back, Mbappe is, is still young. He signed just a three-year deal. He's going to leave the French League to come to a big league. That's my own thought anyways, right or wrong. Anyways, uh, congratulations to Kachi. Sassuolo were defeated 3 new First league in 11 years. How do you feel, Kachi? How proud are you? No, 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 neighbor, no, no, neighbor. That's not the question. Okay, what's the question? Kachi, where were you 11 years ago when... Um, Milan won the last league. <laughs> 11 years ago, I was in Johannesburg, South Africa, uh, celebrating with a couple of my friends when they drew new new with Roma to secure the league title. Uh, 11 years ago, I was a single man, not yet even planning on getting married. 11 years later, now I have a beautiful wife and a beautiful boy, still supporting and celebrating Milan. Wow. But I don't think you guys should focus on me. I think <laughs> you should all send your congratulations to Hakan Chanaloglu, he left Milan because he thought Milan was uh, not ambitious. So the Cross City rival who had just won the league the year before. Yeah. Uh, we, I wish we would send him a medal. Uh, and we'll call it thank you for coming. But amazing victory. Uh, I think I think uh, I remember start sitting here at the cost start of the season and I said Milan finishing second last year was overachieving that I thought the project only started last year. The target was the Champions League. Four would have been a more realistic position. And I thought if they finished, um, it would have still been a success. Uh, but the kudos to Stefano Pioli and uh, the management of the new management of AC Milan, bringing back club legend Paolo Maldini as the, as the GM, and also instilling the wealth of experience from the words and mouths of Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Those young stars overachieved. The project moved ahead one year ahead of plan. Um, they got blooded in the Champions League this year simply because there was no experience. I think this season has done. Um, Milan only lost once away from home this season, and that was in the thrilling 4-3 loss to Fiorentina. That means they, they went to Turin and got points off Juve. Uh, their next door neighbor Inter, they got points off them. Napoli, who were their main competitors, they got points off them as well. So it was very, very well deserved. Um, but ultimately, it was one year ahead of plan. I remember when they thought they were going to start sack Stefano Pioli, and I said if they do that, Milan would spiral. 
thank God they did not. I'm not sure if they listened to our show, but they did not. And uh, this could, the 19 Scudetto tying them second with Inter Milan is a result we have to say for it. Fuck Samilan. Fuck Samilan. All right, perfect. Thank you very much for that. So Milan did um, wait, uh, finish on 86 points, two points ahead of Inter Milan. Um, Napoli on third, 79 points. Juventus what? finishing up for the Champions League. Uh, sports with 70 points, Lazio on um, on 64 points, uh, finishing six. Um, AS Roma qualifying for the last Europa League uh, sport with 63 points, and Fiorentina finishing on 62 points uh, for the Europa Conference. And of course, at the bottom end, uh, bye bye to Cagliari, which is a sad one. Their owner and Venezia, those are the three uh, guys going down the drain in Italy right now. These are sad faces that we need to see and uh, that we don't want to see go down. And I told Kachi last week, I said, Kachi, forget it. Salsudo might be your uh, your boogie team, but I feel on this day, Milan will carry the day. For, for, for the sake of Kachi, I'm, I'm an AC Milan, Milan fan today. Thank you. So Thank for, you. For, so, for me, for me yeah. about this league title, with uh-huh. all due respect, uh, 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 congratulations to Milan. I think they've done a very good job. job. Yeah. Yeah. We were, last year, like I just said, everybody was surprised with the way they were going last year. But even as that, I still believe Inter Milan grossly underperformed. Mm-hmm. I think uh, they sh- should have won the league. I just think uh, they could they couldn't just find that consistency in terms of the squad, talent, experience. I think they are not. It might not be that. I think they are a bit better than the Milan, but of course, the result is otherwise. Because Milan better them in terms of results. I think they beat, they beat on the achieve in terms of you look at the squad quality they have and the results at the end of the day. All right. Yeah, but Olale, you have to also give them kudos. They lost their title winning coach. They lost their talismanic number nine, Ibrahimi Lukaku. Uh, they brought in a new coach. In... <laughs> yeah, but then Simeon Inzaghi did not know whether he wanted to implement the same style or exactly. I think bring, that is bring in his own personality. Exactly. And that exactly. period of confusion was what AC Milan took advantage of. The stability of the coach, the clear identity and style of play, they were able to maintain that consistency. You are right on paper. Definitely the more experienced and better team was Inter Milan. You can even argue that Juve even has a better team on paper. The Milan team is, is too young and I believe they punched above their weight this year. They took advantage of the slip-up of other teams. To put it in perspective, 86 points would only get you third position in the English Premier League. That's the number of points that won the league is in Italy in Italy now would only get you third position in England. That's to tell you that if Inter picked up a notch or played to their potential, uh, Milan may, may have finished second and it wouldn't have been a bad season. That's really what I want to say. The yeah. Winning the league is an icing on the cake. It wasn't an expectation, but it was something we took. And, and that's when you have to give kudos to them because they could have rested on their hours to say, oh, no one expects us to win. Let's just secure exactly. Champions League football. But they okay. didn't do that and, and they took that advantage. Really. All right, perfect. Thank you very much for that. And of course, we move to um, England where we had a newly crowned um, 
uh, league winner as well. And Ali, I'm going to ask you the question now. I, I I know we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago. Do you now see to the fact that Guardiola is dominating the Premier League? Uh, well, I, there are some things you can't agree against, unfortunately, uh, because uh, I think this should be a sport league title in, in five years. Five years. Uh, which is something I would not see since the days of Alex Ferguson. Yeah. I think that was the last that was the last time we saw a team winning. I think United won like five in six years on their first yeah. So three um, in a row. But, uh, but yeah, three in a row exactly. Twice. So, but, well, we, yeah, like I said, we can't argue with that. But unfortunately, you know, life has a way of being very, very unfair and sometimes Crew, let me use the word crew. Like in the last 10 years, Liverpool could have had four league titles and nobody will say they didn't deserve it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 2014 title could have been Liverpool's title. Yeah. 2019 could have been Liverpool. I, I just in as in as much as I'm a United fan, I just don't forget if if, I, if you want to lose a league title, I'd rather lose by five, six, seven points and be convinced that okay. I lost to a better team. Not me sleeping and thinking about thinking about what about that penalty, Salah. What, what about that? So 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 so. You know, when, if, if if you lost by ten points, there is no how many games you want to count. Exactly. Mm-hmm. To, to make up for the but this is actually very painful. I have, I probably knew this guy was going to end, even though. I had my fears that City were going to struggle and which uh, it's, uh what do you call it? Aston Villa came out to play. But immediately City got that first goal. Uh, yeah. You know, the good thing about uh, team sports, football, I uh, wonder about football, why football is different from basketball. In basketball, you can call a timeout to off a, a team's momentum. You can't do that in momentum. Mm-hmm. When a team has the momentum, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. It just goes their way. And you know, immediately City just got that goal. I can see it. Three goals in like 10 or 11 minutes. Four minutes. Three goals yeah. in four minutes. Or oh, four minutes. I just think that over for Liverpool, I think uh, they should just concentrate their efforts and probably win the Champions League again if possible. But they have to be wary of that. Real Madrid. I have my fears. All right. Uh, that team doesn't need to play very well before winning any game. Mm-hmm. All right. Perfect. So, a very good one for me. Uh, for people that just don't know, I have a huge heart and sports support for Leeds United. And we are staying in the Premier League for the Who season. Who is we? We, the Leeds United fans. <laughs> <laughs> we are staying back in the Premier League. The same team that denied you click title in 1999. I can't, I can't. Honestly, Olali, that's one of the league, league, league that we asked our loss that um, I felt I felt so bad. I felt so bad in 1999. Semi-finals of the FA Cup, there's Bokram losing that penalty, and gigs with that moment of brilliance out of nothing. I don't want to go back to it, Alali. Don't make you me know some th- but You know, some things are just ordained. That is just exact, exactly. I will agree with you 100% on that. So, Lisa, stay back. Thank God. They've seen the back of Biesla. They would probably stay in the Premier League for for a very long time as well. Uh, United continue with their woeful ways, losing against Crystal Palace, 
Uh, thanks to their former player, uh, Wilfred Zaha. Arsenal. Equilibrium. 58-58. Arsenal. Arsenal could not do, uh, could not get the uh, the Champions League spot. And like I said to anybody that cares to listen, I said to anybody that cares to listen, is the fact that Arsenal are not ready for the Champions League. If they have gone qualified for the Champions League, it will have helped their finances. But this project is not prime for the Champions League yet. That's why they got, they gave um, Ateta a three-year contract after losing three games straight. They know what they are doing, honestly. Trust me, if we have any Arsenal fan listening, take my word for it. 5 1, they ended up, uh, they ended against uh, everything. Uh, Kashi, I'm just going to ask you a question. I was I was ruminating about it today. And it's the fact that if Educator was the striker for Arsenal for the start of, for the, start of the season, that boy will have gotten a double figure and probably, quote, this is a big gift, anyways. This is a big gift. And probably Arsenal will have performed a whole lot better. Do you do you yeah, think I'm yeah. right with that thing without yes, I think you I think you're right. Um Edinketia was a breath of fresh air. I know as as soon as he started, as it as he became the starting striker in Arsenal. Um that, that 90-day period, three-month period where Arsenal went with uh Lacazette, it still head scratching for me. <laughs> I thought um at the very least, I believe that with Inketia. Those four, four losses at the last latter part of the season that defined their season would have probably been two wins, one loss, one drop, mm-hmm. which would have been more than enough for them um, to cross the finish line. For them to cross to cross uh, the finish line and get back to the European t- tournaments, they they really see themselves playing. But uh, we have to first say thank you to UEFA. There's a back door next season. No matter what, Arsenal just has to make sure they finish fifth. They will find a way to get to the Champions League next year, in 2023, 2024. We're not worried about that. But I, I digress. To your point, it says more about the tolerance level of and level of trust um, uh, Mikel Ateta has or had from Ketia. I guess it took him a while to marry the fact that even though this guy is leaving, he can still give us his best. He was probably disappointed with his interest or intent to leave and decided to punish him. Um, and uh, he's going to stay, sit in Europa League and play in countries he doesn't wish to travel to and learn the lesson. But yeah, to your point, I don't think I don't think it's a bad analogy to make. Ketia brings, uh, especially playing, there's something with having a, a young attacker playing with a young midfield, they will make mistakes together, but they would tr- they would dare and be much more expansive together as well. But when you have an old head up front, everything becomes a little bit pedestrian. You yeah. have to be played to the wing and send the crosses in. Mm-hmm. And, and that, they try to play to Lacazette's strength, but they were playing to a young, a, the strength of a younger Lacazette, not an old Lacazette who refused to change his game to to account for his, his deep his speed, but um, no need crying over spilled milk. Lesson learned. Let's see who comes in. And uh, like I said, welcome to the Europa League. You saw the tweet from the Europa League. Welcome in Arsenal, right? That's what that's, I said to you. That's, that's to a no blow. I have a question for you, actually. Okay. I have a question for you. And still, and this is still on Arsenal. And I look at the forward of Arsenal. Um, Bukayo Saka was nominated for the best player in the league. 
Uh, Martinelli, double figures, goals and assists. Eddie Ketia, good figures as well compared to the number of games that he played. Um, Martin Odegaard, you can't fault him. He's one of the best um, attacking midfielders in the whole of Premier League right now. And of course, uh, Miss Mitch Rose as well, double figures for ER for goals and assists. And here's my question. And we talk about AC Milan. Uh, I remember a couple of seasons ago, AC Milan recused themselves from participating at the um, Europa League. And this the reason why they said that was they wanted to concentrate on rebuilding their team. Do you think this is a part that us now, give me the kind of guys they have right now. Young guys, these boys are not, they are 21, 22, 23. I think the oldest out of the guys I mentioned right now is probably 23, which should be Martin Odegaard. Do you think they should keep the core of these guys, recuse themselves from playing for the, uh, the Europa League, and strive uh, to rebuild the team internally? Ola Ali. Yeah, I think uh, for me, uh, I, I think we have got football has gotten a stage where we we tend to make excuses with this Europe of it. I understand the tension in fixtures. It, uh, you have to travel to countries that play football. Away. But I will, for me, I would think I think Arsenal should treat the European League with all seriousness. This we've already said these guys are young. It's not like you have an aging squad that you think. Mm-hmm. Uh, it will probably tell on them why yes. you uh, uh, well we should don't do it. I think they need to take it seriously to have enough. For me, I think Ateta just have to use this period to do a bit of self-reflection. Because when Kachi was saying something about discussing this Eddie in KTR thing, for me, I even think the problem is not even given like I said, as it started like I said for that long. The problem was not even seeing in KTR at all as substitute. Okay, nobody knew. El Henny was will still offer the if not for what do you call it? Injuries. Which means he is underutilizing the squad he has. I understand mm. you want to have a continuity, but what not the beauty of having a big squad is so it it, it, uh, it don't have to use a player until when another player is injured. There is a way you can mix up. There are games you are winning comfortably. You could have Bring in in KTR. Let from that point, you are probably notice you know what he can do, what he could do. And at the same time, you need to be less emotional. Even the, the bigger, the, the so-called style expected as big as he was. When people like David Beckham and uh, Wayne Rooney offended him, he didn't react immediately. He probably he probably waited for the right time to take the action. When Rooney did what he did. I wanted Ferguson, to move to Man City. Yeah, Ferguson knew if he, if he was to react at that point, that uh, which was unity, because he left from his own mistake for what he did with the abstract, because that was a disaster. Mm-hmm. He couldn't do anything to Wayne He had to like swallow his pride and wait for the right time. So sometimes you have to look at how important players are to you, rather than looking at someone. So I think he needs to a bit of self-reflection. And back to my question. They don't need to like Europa we, League we, we might even be a good it might it might even be a good what do you call it? Um a benefit for them to get back to the championship. Winning it can give because what is the guarantee that they will even if they concentrate fully on the Premier League next year, they will still finish in the top. Okay. All right, perfect. Thank you very much for that. Of course, Chelsea defeated uh Watford 2-1. 
Leicester City defeated Southampton 4-1. Uh, Leeds United, like I said earlier, won away to uh, to Brentford uh, 2-1, sending Burnley to where they belong to. Uh, Burnley de- uh, losing at home against the resurgent Newcastle uh, 2-1 at uh, 1-2 uh, at my home. Manchester City defeated Aston Villa 3-2. Norwich lost at home emphatically against um, Spurs 5-0. Brighton and Hove did a favor to Manchester United. Uh, by beating West Ham uh, 3-1 for Manchester United to be able to claim the last uh, Europa League league uh, qualification. And of course, Liverpool defeated Wolves uh, 3-1. And that's how we finish in the press. It's currently losing right now. I don't know if the game is, has ended. Okay, they Barcelona. lost. Yeah, they lost. They lost. Uh, they lost at home against uh, Villarreal 2-0. Atletico Madrid uh, did one over the Osasuna 2-1. While Real Madrid played 0-0 um, as well over the course of the weekend. That's 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 basically what we have right now. But before we go, I have just one question for you guys, and I'm going to start with you, Lawale. The reaction of Patrick Vieira for after the after the pitch invasion where um um a fan was about bouncing in he did he gave him what we call a, a sliding tackle a typical Vieira Vieira is a no-nonsense man he gave him what we call kafa and gave him a sliding tackle and the guy fell down do you think Vieira the coaches should be more protected especially in a stadium like Everton where the coach have to walk across the pitch to get to the dressing room or we should be blaming Vieira for not showing more more, uh, a little bit, of, a little bit more patience. We should, we should blame. We should blame. What do you call it? The um, the security guys on duty who got carried away uh, with the fact that their team escaped relegation. Uh, pitch invasion is actually a very big offense in football. In fact, we've got we've seen teams that have been deducted points as a result of that. I think, but I understand them. At that point, emotions were high. There was uh-huh. no way they don't have the number to control the fans, but they had the duty to protect, protect. the opposing players. The first thing they ought to have done was to quickly get the opposing get them out of the pitch for safety purposes. That is the first thing they ought to do. For them to probably just carry away, celebrating with everything and so on. I think for me, the blame is more. On the security guys, and I will never, I won't blame Biera. I don't expect them to, what do you call it, uh, uh for the FA find him. Find to find him. I think they, they've already find him. No, 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 no. I'm no. just, I'm just reiterating what you said that they should not find him or anything like they that. Not, they should not. It doesn't okay. make any sense. All right, Kachi, do you think should be fine, uh, or we should see uh, everything being re- uh, reprimanded for for not securing? Uh, the live property of uh, Crystal Palace on the day? Um, I don't think he should be fined. Uh, that's the coach now. Um, mm-hmm. Because, um, I mean, he had to walk the length of the pitch to where to exit the stadium itself. Uh-huh. Um, I, I know after the Hillsborough tragedy, they had to they had to remove the nettings and all that exactly. the barriers to bring the pitch closer to the fans and the likes. I understand that. I also understand the emotions of winning the league 
or surviving relegation at the, at the death, especially in a game you thought you would lose. <laughs> yeah. But in the world of technology, what they can do right now is they are able, they are able to identify who these people are, the perpetrators are, the, the idiots who, and I say that, especially with what happened also at the blue end of Manchester, the LTR today, where the Aston Pillar coach, uh, goalkeeper, was also assaulted by Pichi Bleda. And um, if if they had known that it would come to this, they would have started deducting points so that there will be precedent and they can deduct points from, from Manchester City <laughs> and Liverpool will be champion. Uh, but that's all, all jokes aside, this is a serious issue right now. I think the clubs should be heavily fined financially. Um, mm. That's the first precedent. They can withhold their, or give them only half of their winnings. I don't know how drastic they want to make it. Because right now, it looks like the only way to really make this club act is when you touch their money right mm. now. So yeah. if there has to be a way where their money can be withheld, and not giving to them when they need it so they can plan for next season. That probably will be what they need to do. And this coach, these clubs have to unequivocally apologize to to the to to the to Vieira yeah. and also to the Aston Villa goalkeeper as well. I'm not sure if it was Emilio Martinez. I can't remember if it was Martinez. Uh, but they need to they need to apologize. Um but it's it has to be money. It can't be a point deduction. Um, I'm trying to remember something that happened in the past. I think it's in the it's in the NFL where players and clubs are docked serious funds. You know, their gate takings for that day will not be released to them. You know, something like that that will make them take this pitch invasion serious. In one week, we had three incidences in the United Kingdom. If this was in Bulgaria and, and all respect to Bulgaria, if this was in Russia, we would kind of understand that okay, they had these tendencies in the past. We didn't used to see this. So all of a sudden, this is happening. Which the clubs must be heavily sanctioned, maybe not with point deduction, but by seizing significant finances coming to them. And they must apologize to the will, to the to the victim. They, they won't be able to do that to Everton after what the the, the referees did to Everton against Manchester City and um, Liverpool. <laughs> What did you say? I said, which one caused the team? Yeah, their premiership start up. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Those, and which yeah, those that two, point that, those, that, that those points those points gave Man City the lead, actually. Exactly. Anyways, uh that's the wrap and that's the show. Uh just so you know, Elinala has got to to Manchester City would enjoy and enjoy and love to see him and um uh, four facts that i did not believe happened all about the champions league prediction by the time we come next i think we have to do that we have to do that midweek Dream and do week. a live a live on instagram as well make people win prizes against the champions league if you're listening to us and you want to win prize courtesy of kachi and Olawale, trust me you don't want to miss the ig life um, that's a wrap and that's the show. My name is Ajay Adebowale. I see I have the best analysts in the world. I won't trade them for any anything in this world, although I don't like them. Uh, but I wouldn't trade them for anything in this world. I love them so much. Thank you very much, guys. Have a wonderful sporting week ahead. <laughs>